Cars is a locally owned automotive group that supports many charitable efforts in our area. Dark Cars offers great pricing on a variety of cars, trucks, sedans, and more. Swing by one of their many locations. They have them in Rockville, Temple Hills, or you can check them out in New Carrollton. Or hop on their website for more, darkcars.com today. Bienvenidos. Bienvenidos. I love that. I love when you go to the airport and they have welcome, you know, in every single different language. In every language. And I only know uh, And you read all the ones in Spain. You read all the ones in like Anglo uh, letters, but then all of a sudden you get to the Arabic, you're like, well, I can't read that. <laughs> I can't read that. Can't read the Japanese one, the Chinese one. Definitely not the Thai one. <laughs> I can't read any of those. None. Well, welcome to the Hey Frage podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Frazier, along with Sammy K. So much to chat about today already, I feel like. First of all, like so much, including I want, we were getting into it. We were having this whole discussion. And I was like, stop, stop, stop. I want your opinions on this whole Dr. Luke Kesha situation. Okay, okay. And then this is a very scary day for us because Sammy and I are applying for this job position in another state. This is not the, this is not the country station. No, okay? it's not a country station, thankfully. We turned that down. Um, but the scary part is, is that you're supposed to contact these people next via email. I'm bad with emails. I'm just, <laughs> just so scary. I'm really bad with responding to emails, but I did respond. Okay, you'd be happy to know I responded, and I was very good at responding too. I wrote like 17 drafts. Oh, you did? Yeah, because I realized that when I write emails, I write them like I speak, and they don't, without that same inflection, it doesn't translate. Like it just sounds like I'm a sarcastic asshole. So I had to rewrite it and make it more business-esque. Oh, good. So you actually responded with, like, something normal. Yeah. And they're supposed to meet you later this week, which... <laughs> that should be fun. As Dan said, that may solidify the job decision right there. Uh-huh. So I'm not all that worried. I'm going to be myself. That's all I'm going to say. Well, you should be yourself. There's no point... Here's the thing. We are making this happen, and we're doing... We're blazing our own trail... And would I ever go back to radio and be partnered with a radio station? Absolutely, sure. But they have to come to us with the understanding of knowing who we are and what we want to do. And we. And from what I understand, there'll be no more blazing if we take this job. <laughs> um, yeah. They, Whether they, it's trails or shrubbery <laughs> or whatever, there'll be no more and of that's that. The, okay, that's the thing. That was part of the discussion that I had, the pre-discussion that I had with this with this group before you come on air is like, do we want to do a show where you can't talk about weed? Do you want me to do you want me to show up there like super high when I meet them? <laughs> sure. Just like get really baked, walk in like smelling like weed. I want you to do you because here's the thing: is I just feel completely. Like, the only way our show is going to work, and I'm talking really succeeding, like, beyond our expectations, is if we stay true to who we are. And, and I, I think, yeah, go ahead. And I feel like people don't really understand. They look at it, and people are like, well, he's doing a drug. Um, fine. Whatever you want to call it, I don't care. But the fact is, and I've stood by this, I enjoy it for its recreational use, and I enjoy it because it's like taking a little mini vacation, you know? Just like me traveling a lot or me going to visit somewhere new, the same kind of feeling you have where you feel like you're learning something, 
when you have those out of mind experiences, you know, out of body experiences where you are, you're high, you're in a different place. I can find myself, you know, going to different parts of my brain, understanding different concepts, being able to conceptualize things from a different perspective, way easier. And sometimes that would never have happened unless I got a chance. Just like the same way when I traveled, you know, when I got back from this big trip in Southeast Asia, I came back and I felt like I had learned a lot and I was a new person. That same exact kind of high I get and that same knowledge I get from traveling, I also get from a fat doobie every once in a while. If I remember this correctly, you were... Sober though, and I was sober the entire you didn't time. Smoke because again, it's the whole idea. It, it gives you that high. You know what I mean? And Traveling, it, it, exploring, and it gives you that, people. and it gives you that idea of like the fact that you're putting. Like I like being high, and I like going out and doing social situations because it puts my mind in perspective. Where it's like, oh my god, okay, I could either freak out and be quiet right now, or I can go through this. I can take my mind to a new place. I can really develop myself, you know, socially. And yeah, I do it. And I just feel like a lot of times people don't understand, but. You know, if you want me to say great jokes like, you know, subway jokes, you got to smoke some weed every once in a while. <laughs> oh, I, but that's where you lose me. Because I feel like when you say that, there's a level of you don't believe that you can be truly talented oh, and no, funny I'm still funny it. because I come back from trips where I haven't done anything for days and I'm still just as funny. But Nothing you, changes. But oh. I just like to when I'm here, when it's the same regular norm over and over again, I take little mini vacations. It's not a bad look. Some people, I'm not sitting there. Look, I still show up. I always show up and do my job. That is true. I always do my things. I've never missed appointments. If anything, I'm actually on time all the time when my friends that don't smoke are you know, incessantly late. Well, you were telling me um, that, and I started to watch, by the way, Chelsea Handler's new show on Netflix. Love her new show, by the way. Do you like it? I love her new show. Yeah, I'm sort of, um, I'm t- I it's do like it too. It's intelligent. It's very, very intelligent. intelligent. It is intelligent. I-, I like it too, actually. I do have to admit. It took me a, little, a second to get into it because it's kind of different than what she's ever done. Yeah. But I like it. It kind of reminds me of what we're trying to do mm-hmm. in a way. But um, you were telling me that you watched the drug episode where she does drugs and um, um, also, like, you know, goes to Peru to do ayahuasca. Which I cannot wait to do in my really? life. Really? See, I've actually heard a lot about ayahuasca. And then I kind of want to do it. I don't think you know. You don't, you've never even done a psychedelic before. That is true. I know. I don't think you but realize what it'll do for you. Don't like, you go under the guidance of a Peruvian um, shaman or something? Yeah, so who, by the way, 99% of the time, they're also getting ripped out of their mind, too, on ayahuasca. <laughs> so good luck having them do anything for you. I have a friend who did an ayahuasca ceremony in New York. And the way that he did it is that he actually says there is some, they, they will give you like a, a pill, which is a really um, strong dose. Not, a, not even, I think it's a very light dose. Oh, that's lame. So you actually sign up for this ayahuasca kind of series of ceremonies. You go, you pay, you stay at like a fancy Brooklyn like loft or something with a group of like five or six people. And then you start doing the ayahuasca in a small, like, light pill form, and then you work up to fully doing it. Oh, uh, no, I want to go straight balls to the wall, give me the tea, I'm going to drink the whole thing, get sick, and just trip my nuts off. Well, anyway, I mean, I think <laughs> where this story was coming from and goes back to is we're going to have this dilemma, because who was saying to me, they were like, Sarah, you're always going to be getting radio interviews, meaning the two of us to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, yeah, we are. But I think it's just a matter of finding that company that lets us be us. And I don't know. Do you think that's possible or you think you just have to create it? Um, I think that I'll, I think with a lot of the situations, a lot of people will sit there and they're very hands off. We need a very hands off approach to us. Just kind of let us work our magic. You know, there's there's nothing that you, there isn't any there isn't a book written about, you know, a female lead host. There isn't because there hasn't been that many. 
you know, so Sarah and herself is trailblazing. And so to sit there and say, like, well, this works for men doesn't mean it's also going to work for, you know, when the female, you know, when the lead is a, is a, is a female instead of a male. Do you think that we can accomplish what we, were want, we want to do and what we're trying to do in traditional radio? Uh, What's your gut? My say? gut is that it's got to be a really progressive city. Like, and it's got to be in a progressive city. So smaller towns, I don't see that happening so oh, much. Oh, like New like, Orleans or something? But it's got to be a progressive city. Like, you know, uh, uh, yeah, a, a generally liberal city that's down with, you know, with understanding. It's very open to new ideas and new thoughts. I know, me too, because I, I would love, I mean, I would totally work for radio again. I would love for radio to take this show. Don't you feel like this show would be such a good Saturday night show? Oh, it would be a great Saturday night show. I agree. I think it would be amazing. So I would love to do that again. I just think it's always finding, I, I feel like sometimes I'm jaded about radio, which I feel like is sad. I never thought, I always like for years, I was like, I don't understand why people are so jaded about radio. Oh, I understand why. <laughs> I totally understand why. Well, you poor thing. You've been the stunt boy. Forever. I've been I a mean, sidekick or a stunt boy. <laughs> That's actually what my job titles have been. It's been horrible. Is that what you put on your resume still? No. No, 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 no. Mm, well, I lie now. I say I was a co-host. <laughs> Me too. A uh, main host, basically. Main host, yeah. Main, main host fully. Ex- except, except, except for that was just the last job. Uh, there's so much more. Oh, I don't even want to go back there with radio. Well, don't luckily you don't have to because we can just play the disclaimer and we can move oh, on. Hit me with a disclaimer. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and forced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. Love it. Um, by the way, yesterday on the podcast show, we played an outro song, Rock the Cast Pot, that Teddy Beats just made us. With Dutch Diggler. Who's Dutch Diggler? He's one of our buddies. He's an awesome artist. Dutch Diggler? You've never talked to me about Dutch Diggler. What Dutch is, Diggler. What's that mean? That name That's just mean? his name. That's his artist name. I don't know. Okay. So He's a red artist based out of Copenhagen, but lives in D.C. Uh, bow, bow tie Joe, because sometimes he wears a bow tie, sometimes, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he doesn't. Um, he had this song done for us, Rock the Caspod, because that's kind of becoming our slogan, mm-hmm. you know, is Rock the Caspod. So it's a take on Rock the Caspod with Teddy Beats and... It's a take on Rock the Casbah with Teddy Beats and Dutch Diggler. Oh, my God. I'm going to want to call him Dirk Diggler or Dirk, Dirk Spinley. I'm pretty sure something. no one will complain about being called, you know, Dirk Diggler. All right. You ready? Yes. Say you're hot as balls. Oh my god. I'm just here. <laughs> That's such a lie. 
people love you the most. The most. That song is so epic. Teddy Beats and Dutch Diggler. Diggler. Bowtie Joe. You know, that, people Bowtie have actually Joe. heard that before. They've heard the song. Yeah, we played yeah. at the live show. They played at the live show, but you it was did? it was buried in the. Uh, it was buried applause. during our intro and our yeah. applause. Yeah, oh, everybody God. was like applauding over it. So yeah, okay. but it's been on the show before. We need that show, and that, that's part of the songs that we're going to release here. You're going to be able to buy the Hey Frage intro and this outro. That outro is so good, and I I heard that that's actually a two minute song. It's like a yeah, minute he 45 did like a seconds. Full, that is amazing, you guys. Oh my god, I love 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 that. Um, I want to do some shout-outs before we talk stories, and and I have to get into this Kesha thing because I'm so torn. I feel like this whole Kesha story is making me take sides. Um, a couple of shout-outs this morning. I have to say hi to Deb G. Deb G sent us a really sweet BuzzFeed article about all the Kanye-esque stuff that you can buy. You know, because we don't like Kanye. Yeah, of course. Deb, we adore you. 17 perfect products for embracing your inner Kanye. A lot of t-shirts, a candle, where he looks like Jesus holding a lamb. <laughs> oh my God, okay, I would buy that, actually. Um, also, would you buy uh, temporary tattoos of Kanye's face, and you can put or other body parts of Kanye. Yes, yes. Uh, there's a pin that you can display your attitude and mood of Kanye's face. I actually like this. This seems like a collector's item. I might collect pins. The actual pin? Look, you pin oh, it that's like on, pretty your, cool, yeah. on your lapel or that's whatever. That's pretty cool. The fact that it's actually his face, that was pretty cool. Deb, we absolutely love you. Also, Rob S. Uh, Rob says, hey, Sarah, love, love, love the podcast. Want to know, why don't you have an accent like your mom if you're from Maine? Yeah, why don't you have an accent? Well, you know, growing up in Maine, because my, my mom, we'll get her on this podcast in the next couple weeks again, too. Yeah, but mom sounds like this. She she totally sounds like a Boston, New England, New Englander person, right? Yeah. Well, when I was growing up, I always hated the accent. So I would specifically like watch TV shows like MTV or whatever, and I would just emulate what they were saying. Oh, so you would try to talk like a Midwesterner. Well, yeah. So I changed my um, Your accent? speech. Yeah. So instead of like everybody up there says a car or you're parking the car in the garage. So I would say I'm parking the car. In the garage. So everyone probably made fun of you growing up because you spoke weird. Yeah, they did. And then when I got into broadcasting, I Look realized... Look at her pronounce a consonants. What a weirdo. <laughs> what a weirdo. I can't believe she actually pronounces a consonance. You are wicked dumb. You're wicked stupid, Sarah. Wicked dumb. Wicked. I love... I mean, I love a main accent now. And now I kind of wish I'd kept it. Well, you could probably get it back, can't you? Uh, if I spent enough time up there, I probably if could. If I spent enough time with my dad, trust me, I could start, you know... What do you have, an Arabic slang? Oh, yeah, but go, hello, Sammy, how are you? Go make yourself a bowl of cereals. <laughs> and I'll be like, Dad, it's one cereal. He's like, no, but you're having more than one. <laughs> it's plurals, it's cereals. You don't speak English. Oh, my God, I love your dad. Yeah, I love him, too. So sweet. Love How's it going dad. when his his bar was made fun of in the newest uh, Real Housewives of Sarasota? Dude, he's loving it. I guess they're actually taping there, so he's... <laughs> He's loving the fact that they just tell that story again. So yeah, so there's like I guess they're they're trying to get the Real Housewives of Sarasota, which is <laughs> fucking stupid in my opinion. But anyways, so the people that are filming this, they are like, well, you know what? We're real classy. We're multimillionaires, but we still hang out at places like Decoy Ducks, which is happens to be my dad's bar. So they talk about the fact that they have all this money, they can go on private yachts, but they also hang out at shitholes like my dad's bar, which. I personally do not think it's a shithole. But he loved it. He was very he proud of it. He loves it. He lets them film there all the time now. <laughs> He's smart. What can I say? My dad, Embracing yeah. it. He's, He's a embracing good businessman. He's embracing it. So. He's a good businessman. Uh, so there's tons of stuff to get to. Also, we had a listener write us, Sammy, I'm dying for your 
thoughts and opinion on this. We have a listener that needs our help. Um, there's also a blog, a lot of relationship stories. There's a blog that went viral, and it's called Dear Guys Who Go Ghost. Mm-hmm. Screw you. That's my thing, okay? <laughs> I want to hear this story. This is all about me. Have you also watched the three-ingredient cake that's gone bananas on the internet? The three-ingredient over- cake? I immediately oh, thought God. of you. All right. <laughs> What's wrong with that? It's probably something very stupid, but okay. Do you have the link? Can you bring that I'll up? Because she does yeah. a whole tutorial. It's been watched over by uh, it's been watched by more than six million people, um, and then yeah. So we'll get you some advice to um, to talk about, or, or I want your advice to talk about this. Actually, I'll ask you this advice before um, we get into our discussion about Kesha and Doctor mm-hmm. Luke. Um, okay, so this one is from Terrence, who's a fan of our show. Okay, love the podcast, guys. My he, this is how he starts it. My sister's a mess. She's a serial dater, big drinker, can't hold a job for more than two years at a time, and often relies on my parents for money. All of the men that she dates, I become friends with. She introduces us to her dates, they go out for several months, and then she dumps them. Mm -hmm. She's super charming, and lots of times these guys are devastated, end up calling me or reaching out to me wanting to know what happened. I want to start warning these guys about her when she introduces them to me, and maybe that will be her wake-up call to actually change. Uh, My parents tell me I should not meddle. They claim that no one is forcing these guys to date her, and I need to stay out of it. Keep up the good work. What do you guys think I should do? Terrence. So, I would agree. He needs to stay out of that. You think so? Yeah. I don't think there's a... Well, I don't know why you're befriending the the guys that she's dating if you know she's a serial habitual dater. Well, because that's what you're, you're supposed to be supportive, aren't you? Well, no. I think that's enabling. Why are you becoming friends with these guys? Because you're supposed to. That's what you have to do. Like, I think there's nothing even wrong. Even if they're bat s crazy, sometimes you got to let someone else figure it out themselves. You know what I mean? I think there's nothing wrong. I've dated people in the past where people go, oh, we're hoping this one sticks. I have... Like, people will make subtle comp- comments. I think, go for it, Terrence. No, I have friends of mine that are bat s crazy. They should not be in any relationship. I never wish that on any anybody right but whenever they bring you know a nice young person around i introduce myself <laughs> i'm really nice i make sure i avoid any of the crazy shit they've done in the past i avoid you know any of their prison charges anything like that like oh i just God. avoid that completely people need to know but that. they don't need to know because that's not my place like you know i'm supposed to be the supportive friend and that's my job as a friend i'm not the actual private part i am the friend okay? yeah but you're not the sibling this is different this is his sibling yeah but i feel like they're like siblings to me you know what i mean these are like really close friends of mine that yeah i wouldn't say anything if it was my sister if my sister is you know for some reason going out on dates I would just be nice to the guy, be like, hey, what's up? Just so you know, she's going to trash you next week. Like, that's not my issue. <laughs> see, I would give them that subtle warning. No, see, I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't say anything. You just let it go. Because here's the thing, you also don't know when it's finally going to stick, right? Oh, I, I don't know why you're touching the tuxedo okay. knowing that I wore it last <laughs> night. And I definitely was aroused for it. The penis took, oh, yeah, oh, God. Yeah, you, you better, uh, well, Terrence, you better have I a lot more it, than Purell, girl. Oh, God, okay. I'm surprised that you're totally staying out of it. I thought of, any, of all people, you would be oh, right no, there. Oh, I avoid because I have so many psychotic friends out there that I can't meddle in everything because they'd all be single. And when they're single, they bother me more. So sometimes I just kind of like pass. Like I feel like I'm pawning them off on somebody. I'm like, oh, good. Now you can be that girl's problem for a bit. <sighs> Your penis smells like tobacco. Like soybeans and yeah, tobacco. Yeah, it, it does. I know. I smelled it earlier, too. Oh, gross. Anyway, Terrence, all right, well. You know, if you want to tweet us what you think you should do, at HeyFrase, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E. And if you ever want to email us with an advice question, we're happy to oblige. 
I'll give you something. I'll give you an opinion you never expected. <laughs> That's the truth. Sarah with an H at Hayfrage, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E dot com. Sammy doesn't want to give out his email address. No, so again, you... I told my email yesterday. It's curlypigtailbuttplug <laughs> at gmail.com. Stop it. Oh, my God. That was so awful. <laughs> oh, God. By the way, did you ever bring that up to your gunkles? No, I'm not going to bring it up to him. What am I going to I'm going to bring it up now? to him. Well, you're, ha- oh my God, they'd be mortified. No, if I ever meet them, I'm be like, I'm just going to walk up right now and be like, did you know that, uh, <laughs> that pigs have curly tails and that their penises are also curled too for the same reason? Oh God. Because that way it can hold in. It can't get out. <laughs> okay. That's all right, the truth. All right. That's, that's actual, ask a farmer. I don't even want it. Oh God. Ask a farmer. We're moving on. We're okay. moving on. So this whole Kesha story has me thrown. Okay. Kesha is a singer, and Dr. Luke is her producer, mm-hmm. okay, and, and record management. Now, a couple years ago, this process started where she alleged that Dr. Luke sexually assaulted her, yes. was verbally abusive, mm-hmm. told her to diet, encouraged her to believe bulimic, they had creative differences, the whole nine yards, and she just lost a major court uh, hearing. I believe was it, that happened Monday or did that happen last Friday? I think I it happened remember. last... Friday? Yeah. Friday. Okay. She loses this major uh, hearing where she could, a court could basically rule that she could get out of her contract with Dr. Luke. But they're saying no. That, yes. that her charges don't warrant her getting out of her uh, contract. So yesterday, Dr. Luke and Monday night goes on Twitter to defend himself. And now I'm very confused. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Taylor Swift well, donated $250,000 to Kesha for her legal fees. Yes. Okay, um, what were you going to say? I was going to say, but the whole thing with Dr. Luke is the fact that he's kept mum this entire time. He hasn't said a single word Correct. this entire time until this one statement. Until this one statement, absolutely. And the, uh, Dr. Luke's lawyer, by the way, in a statement to USA Today, echoed his tweets. Okay, that happened yesterday. So the, the attorneys are saying, yes, we stand by what he says. So this is what some of his Twitter uh, messages said. Imagine if you or somebody you loved was publicly accused of a rape you knew that didn't happen. Imagine that, he wrote on Twitter in a series of statements defending himself. It's sad that she would turn a contract negotiation into something so horrendous and untrue. But I feel confident when it's over, the lies will be exposed and the truth will prevail. I want to thank all my friends and family who have supported me throughout this. Dr. Luke goes on to say, I have three sisters, a daughter and a son with my girlfriend and a feminist mom who raised me right. Um, His attorneys say the allegations against him are absolutely false. Kesha and her counselor have um, subjected Dr. Luke and his family to a trial by Twitter, using a vicious smear campaign to ruin his reputation for financial gain while failing to support their claims. That's according to his um, camp. Also, over the weekend, free Kesha was trending, uh, and people, including Taylor Swift, rallied around her and Demi Lovato. So I'm very confused. What And you know... Well, you here's know a my lot thing of is, music. You I'm know a lot of music. I'm all about, okay, I get the whole idea of them saying free Kesha because they want to get her out of her record contract with Dr. Luke. I understand that. But in this country nowadays, it is very tough to go along and commit a horrendous crime and not get caught. Okay? The fact that he's been accused publicly, mm-hmm. he has clearly shown up to these trials, he has shown up, but not once has he been criminally prosecuted for sexually assaulting or raping somebody. That's my only issue. So, do you believe he really? I, I, did I hear it? my issue is it's at this hard point. To, I know that's a tough. It's question. a very tough question to answer because I don't want people to be. I don't want people to think that I'm trying to scorn people for doing. But it's a very serious accusation, and the fact that he still isn't behind bars. 
to me, I don't like I don't know what's going wrong. Either it's a flaw in the system or it's a flaw somewhere, but either she is wrong or the judicial system is wrong because if you actually commit a crime like that, you should be in prison for it. Straight up. You know, and the fact that he isn't in prison to me makes him seem like, okay, well maybe there isn't as, you know, Maybe well, there isn't under- as much truth behind this as, as as it's actually said. I believe my understanding to this was she believes that she may even have been drugged and assaulted and then didn't report it at the time. So it went for so long, yeah, there that- wasn't really a way. You know, she didn't go in to seek mm-hmm. help. Yeah, but you can still report that, you know what I mean? Like, you would still at least, like, get the... Get the get the wheels moving on actually prosecuting this man if he did it. Look at this. I mean, with Bill Cosby, a lot of them don't remember, but still, they're still getting the wheels moving and actually prosecuting the man for this. Well, that was after. I so, mean, yeah, there was I'm a just, lot of factors that finally came into play. But I'm just saying that I feel like, you know, that should be the number one issue. The number one issue here should not be the contract. And I feel like a lot of people are confusing her contract with these allegations. It should be two separate things. Those allegations he should have been punished for and the fact that he isn't being punished for makes me lean on the side that they did not happen at this moment. Mm. But as far as contract negotiations, contracts suck, man. We've all like we've been part of shitty contracts and you just have to it sucks. She signed a contract for that and it sucks she wants to get out of it. But I think you need to keep the two separate. You know, if the fact is if he actually truly committed those heinous crimes, that, that, you know, once he went to prison, that contract would have been negated anyways. But the fact that he didn't and she's just saying it, I think, is the biggest issue. Like, you can't say something like that and not actually go to prison for it, you know? It's, it's just a bad precedent to set. Like, there's a lot of innocent victims out there that are going to be hurt by this because she's screaming it, but yet nothing ever came up. And I'm worried about, you know, think about, there's a lot of guys that come out that say, you know, the same thing has happened to them. Someone screamed rape, and all of a sudden, their next 10 years of their life was completely ruined. It's so hard to know. I mean, I thought... And it's a tough because it's, it's I, I stand on both sides. I think that they're both horrible, heinous things to be doing, but I think that at this point, if you're going to say something like that, I want to see charges pressed against him. I want to see him go to jail. My question is, at this point, it's clear that she doesn't want to be in her contract. Yeah. I don't know the specifics, but why wouldn't... I, I'm thinking it's like a long-term financial issue, it's right? Finan- it's money. Why it's money. won't he let her out? Just because basically it's then... It's got to be money. Think about that. She He discovered her, first off. He's the one that put her, you know, when he was making songs for Flo Rida, Right Round. He's the one that put her as that girl's voice singing, you know, you spin me right round, baby, right round. Mm-hmm. He's the one that got her those first songs. The one that knew was in the studio when Puff Daddy was there to get Puff Daddy to drop a line for TikTok. Like, it's Dr. Luke. He is that superstar producer. And he, in some ways, created Kesha. So he you did. Feel without, like without Dr. Luke, Kesha would have never, ever succeeded. Straight I just don't up. Get, if he's so talented, why aren't you just letting her out of the deal? Wouldn't that have saved him because a lot of nightmares? it's nightmare? money. It's an investment he's already had. Like, if all of a sudden, like, Sarah, you know, you work really hard on this podcast. You make this really big. All of a sudden, something goes on because you get accused by an intern. And we push you out, and we're like, sorry, it's still going to be the Hey for H podcast. We're going to take all of that hard work you did, only we're going to reap all the financial benefits. I'm pretty sure you would have a very big issue with that. Oh, that's a good point. I love that analogy. You know, that would be you have a big issue with that because the fact is it's like, hey, Kesha, no offense, but you're going to go and make all this money off your next album, off this next tour. I am the one that put in all that work for it. I deserve to have a slice. Uh, Dr. Luke on Twitter, it's at the Dr. Luke, also goes on to say, Mark Garagos. Kesha's attorney represented Scott Peterson and Chris Brown. How can he pretend he cares about women's rights? I mean, touche with that one. Yeah, touche with that one. I don't know. I'm just so torn on this because I really believed her uh, because he hasn't said anything. But and I think that was him. Because think about it. If all of a sudden he came out and he was like, "Oh, what a lying sack of this! Oh, she's this. She like 
he would have come off as the bad guy. The only thing you can do when a situation like this occurs, as a man, like, nothing is more terrifying to me than being accused of rape. Oh, I agree. Well, like I would nothing. think sexual molestation of a child well, would like be right anything, Any sort of accusation like that because I agree. you can't do it. You can't say anything because it makes it sound like you were guilty. If you say something, you know, if you mm. don't say anything, they think you're guilty. The fact is they're going to say that they're going to run your name, being accused this, da-da-da this, da-da-da this before you get to trial a year later and they realize maybe you didn't do it, but by then you're already ruined. You've already lost your job. You've had to spend thousands. I mean, talking about like they're spending fifty, sixty thousand dollars you know, some of these people just to, just to plead, you know? I know. It is, it's very, very scary. I, I agree with you. As a man, I think that has to be one of the most terrifying things. I remember one things. time at the radio station, someone sent an email to our boss at the time accusing me of doing that to them. They saying, did? Saying I supposedly raped them when we were 19 and I was like, wait, what? what? I don't even know who this person is. And every once in a while, like, we'll see her out in public and she'll tell strangers that's the person that raped me. And it's this thing that, like, what? I've gotten attorneys involved. And at this point, they go, the only thing you can do, because if I attack her, if all of a sudden I sue her, try to get her to shut up, it makes it sound like I did something. I'm trying to hide it. So the only thing I can do, they just got to keep my mouth shut. That's all they said. They're like, you didn't do it. We know you didn't do it. I was like, I'd be in prison right now. Oh, my I God. Would, I, I would defend be, you till the end. There's willing, no way. And I told her, the last time I saw this girl in public, she brought it up to people. I was like, yo. There's a cop right there. I will go to him and say, I'm being accused. I will let him lock me up. I will go to jail for weeks just for you to shut your fucking mouth because the fact is it never happened. I don't even know who this person is. She supposedly knew a friend of mine that I talked to when I was 19. It's really weird. But, yeah, this person's clearly mentally ill and just passes the story on. But it's stuff like that that now I'm, like, I'm so overly cautious because she says the crazy shit. I'll show up to a situation and be like, you know that. You know so-and-so says that you. I was like whoa I'd be in prison I would like why like I'm the first person to sit there and say like yeah take me to jail then if I did something wrong this one is such a difficult topic because it is because no matter what you're wrong no matter what it's, it's wrong Exactly, exactly. And I want to say I can't imagine Kesha in the public eye making the statements that he um, allegedly sexually assaulted her and it not being true because you're right. I mean, that's it. You're playing with someone's life, their future, their kids, their whole thing, and their reputation. I mean, regardless of what the outcome is, hopefully, you know, we figure out what the truth is. But unless, even if he's exonerated, He's still a rapist. It's still, I, I, if people are still going to say that. The jokes are already going to be there. Everything's already done. Like, it is gonna, like, really and scary. And especially when he was known for having, you know, like he had like Becky G as an artist that like, did Shower last year, like yeah. singing the Shower. Like, he is known for making young teeny bop pop songs, you know, like, oh, uh, is it, uh, came in like a wrecking ball? That's him. Okay. Miley Cyrus, you know what I mean? Like, think about how that's going to ruin his reputation because he makes pop songs for females. Yeah, it's really, really and scary. so I don't know. And look, if he did do that, he should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. If he didn't, it should have never been said. And it's just a shame that it was. So. He's so torn to. And as a woman, I feel like you can't go online and not uh, defend Kesha. Especially yeah, now that I'm Taylor Swift. You, from a guy's perspective, that is petrifying. To even have someone drop that it. word to you because you realize that your life is ruined. No, I don't. There I is nothing else about it. Your life is ruined from that minute on. I don't have any doubt about it. Very, very scary story. Um, so you can hit us up on social media or, of course, I feel like we'll get some emails on that one. Sarah with an H at com. Hey, do you feel like uh, do any of your friends complain online that people celebrate their engagements more than they celebrate other life achievements? Oh, my God. I feel like that's it. <laughs> Nothing is more obnoxious than them posting some stupid picture of their ring and being like, I said yes. Because here's my thing. At this point, I get it. 
Like, you posted a picture of your ring. I'm assuming you said yes, because what asshole would take a picture of their <laughs> ring and be like, I said no, <laughs> screw him, moving out of the apartment next Tuesday. Like, no. And so I just, I find that it's just, I feel like they put a lot of emphasis on this, and it's not for the right reasons. Like, that should be a moment between you and your loved one. Maybe your family hears about it, maybe some close friends. But if you're posting it on Facebook, you are doing that for one reason and one reason only, and that's for likes. Well, Natalie Brooke, who's a writer who did a Huffington Post story, says getting married is not an accomplishment. She says that it's time for society as a whole to reevaluate what aspect of women's lives we put the most value on. And the fact that women are sitting and think about that, like... I have so many friends that when they got their doctorate, it was just one picture. Be like, hey, got a Ph.D. But then for their engagement, they have 40 pictures. They mm-hmm. have all these parties. Like, mm-hmm. this is all backwards. We should be promoting the fact that you just got your doctorate. The fact that you have done, you know, intellectually what 99% of people will never, ever be able to do. But yet you're more impressed about the fact that now someone has wed you and now betrothed you to, you know, to birth their children. Like, that's... I know. That's not right. Well, she goes on to say in the article, which a lot of women, it's had over 20,000 shares. She says, in general, I've noticed that I tend to be questioned much more about my relationship and engagement or wedding than my job or related accomplishments. And this didn't just start in the last three months. It's always been the case that I was more likely to be asked, so when are you getting engaged? How's everything going with Craig? Then I was ever going to be asked, how's your job? Uh, what have you been working on lately? I think that's so true. As a, oh my God, I can't tell you Prime how example. many people ask me more. You know, when I'm getting engaged with Dan, what's going on? Then they ask me anything about Look my job. Look at Mel. Mel will type a. Mel I will, know. I feel bad Mel for will Mel. put a thing on Twitter or on Instagram about hey, having this little vacation, or I just met up this meeting, did some voiceover work, and usually within three comments, it's someone asking, "When are you getting married?" Like, no, 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 hold on. She is doing major moves in her career to make herself, you know, one of the top stars in her field. And yet you're more worried about when is all of a sudden a man going to accept her to come live with her? Oh, my God. Mel gets relentless, Dude, and relentless and messages so and emails. And it's so miserable. Actually, we should have had her on to talk about this. Yeah. Oh, I got to save that article and call her. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll have her. Well, we have a big guest tomorrow. So tomorrow, if everything goes as planned, Betsy Andreu, who was the whistleblower on Lance Armstrong using um, performance-enhancing drugs, her husband actually cycled in the U.S. Postal team Mm -hmm. with him. And there's been several documentaries about Betsy. She's actually going to be on the podcast. I adore this This woman. This is awesome. And the whole theme is basically, what does it take to tell the truth? So, and I, I... she follows the Kesha story but I would love to know too like in the light of that there's so many questions but anyway having Mel on would be great yeah so I just thought that article was interesting she's basically ranting and saying that as a society we need to wake up she says men and women are both guilty of asking people you know when's your engagement I'm so excited and she also says too that she's done a little bit of survey research and more people will comment post and share on your engagement announcement than they will on hey I've just got my master's it's asinine it is asinine it is crazy I actually was joking around I actually kind of want to like post a fake engagement thing you know, to say, like, I got engaged to somebody and then see all the likes I get, then use that topic to just put, like, by the way, you all are stupid, donate to this charity instead. <laughs> Knowing that they're all going to get that notification. And if I just post, hey, donate to this charity, I'll get one or two likes. Maybe. You know what I mean? Because people true. don't like that stuff. But yet, if I write, I'm engaged, blah, 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 or if I put, like, just came out of the closet, da, 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 like, I guarantee I'll get, like, a thousand likes. You know what I mean? And then right. from there, I'll be like, Actually, love my homosexual friends and brothers, but really donate to this charity. That's all I want you to do. Uh, it's people are because people want those. People think that those are big issues when it's not. Like I whatever know. happens with your sexuality, with your personal relationship, I don't think it matters. 
Like when I talked to my mom, I finally asked my mom because I realized I had no idea how he proposed. And he's like, oh, we were in bed together. He asked me, do you want to get married? I said, yeah, that was about it. And I was like, great, that's awesome because that was all you needed. At that point, it was like, hey, we're already here. I like, love we that. might as well be, you know, now people are trying to do crazy things. They've got, you know, these random helicopters coming in, dogs running in with cakes, like <laughs> yeah. all this stupid stuff. And it's just like, guys, hold on, is this for you? Like, is this really for you? Because if it was truly you, I guarantee you're not marrying that person for the extravagance. You're marrying them because of some inside joke you have and because you guys really like Legos or you guys laugh at this but movie all the time. Then why don't you put on the movie, get on one knee, and propose something that's actually meaningful to you, too. Not something that's going to be meaningful to a bunch of random strangers on Facebook. No, I think that's excellent. I think you make such a great point. My only thing is, don't you think people celebrate love in different ways? Like, I think if you want to rent a hot air balloon and then spell out. Then you're missing out, the point of love. No offense. like. But they can be just as in love. This is, what is this? All was in the Taj Mahal? Like, <laughs> no. First off, she died before it was even completed, so that was a complete waste of time and slavery. Like. <laughs> Oh my God! I just got what you were saying. At first, I didn't realize that the Taj Mahal was a gift, and then yeah, I, it was. I, and by the time it was, like, think about gift. they killed like how many like enslaved people? And by the time it actually was finished, dude, she was like dead for ye like for <laughs> for a long ass time. I agree with you. As I get older, life becomes simpler. Yeah. it is. It is a simpler. I actually have thought about that. I'm like, if I get engaged, I don't even know if I'll post. Like, on I want to sit there, eat Chinese food naked with you, watching Netflix, and be like, well, no better time than now. <laughs> You know, like that that's true love right there. Hey, I have great news for you and your squirrel dick. Oh. The very first penis transplant is set to happen at Johns Hopkins Hospital very soon. And and how are they looking? What do they think the chances are? By the way, what kind of phallus are they using? Like Oh, get ready. Okay, I just thought of you because I, I was envisioning them using like a horse's, but never mind. I don't feel like that's gonna <laughs> Oh. Oh no. Okay, Johns Hopkins, uh, which is known for their innovative surgery, is now implanting uh, and doing a human transplant of the very first penis. Now, this is kind of a little bit of a sad story. The, the guy that's going to be re getting this was severely injured. He's a U.S. soldier who was wounded in the Afghan Afghanistan mm -hmm. war. So, essentially, he lost his junk. Yeah. Dr. Richard Reddit not of Reddit, uh, is a plastic surgeon, and he'll perform the groundbreaking surgery. Reddit plans to use a donated organ from a recently deceased man that will match the former soldier's age and skin tone. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that'd be really good if they were like, well, we got the right age, the right blood type, skin tone. You're just going to have to deal with that. Guess what, though? This is... <laughs> <laughs> How good would that be? I'm two-toned. <laughs> That's pretty great. I would love this. I would actually request a different. I'd be like, could I get a different ethnicity? <laughs> like, it'd be great. Like, you know, all this, like, really dark, dark hair. And then all of a sudden, it's like a really fair penis with red hair on it. Be like, well, I got it from an Irishman. Um, what can I tell you? It can drink. <laughs> Sorry, I should not be talking about my thing like that. You uh, are so awesome. That was so uh, funny. During surgery, Reddit says he'll join the nerves and blood vessels with the hopes of providing a fully functioning organ, allowing urination and sensation as well as sex. And if what, it's totally successful. What I was That's excited amazing. about this, I was reading onto it too, and actually they're going to implant a pump too. You ever seen these? So they actually implant two different pumps inside where your testicles would be. Okay. And so that way he can actually pump it up to get it, you know, when he wants to get the action. And then he just squeezes the other testicle and it deflates it. 
Really? That's I swear. how it will work? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'll, I'll pull up a YouTube video You're and I'll show kidding. it to you. Yeah, it's really interesting to see. It's literally but just like a... wait a minute. A how can you pull up a YouTube video? This is the first one. No, I'm saying because they've done the actual surgery where they implant the the, the, oh, the lifter oh. upper. I see what you're saying. Okay, okay. It's that like just... a big bicycle tire if you think about it. It's like, <laughs> I'm ready, honey. And then when you're done, you just kind of push the other one and go, and it's kind of deflates. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Um, look, I've recently become obsessed with donuts. Oh god! I did not think you were gonna go there. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> What did you think? I, I just, I don't know. Sometimes I just word play, keep going, as you <laughs> what, were. What did you think? Nothing. Now, let's get a glimpse in your mind. Where did you think I was I from? didn't know. I really didn't think we were going to go from inflatable penises <laughs> to delicious baked treats, you know, <laughs> delicious deep fried baked God, goods. I could, I would just smack somebody for a donut right now. I would smack a small pony. Would you? Um. Yes. Oh, my God. Eater.com, dc.eater.com has put out a list of your essential best donut shops in the D.C. area. I wanted to run this by you because you are the foodie. Mm. And to see if you agree with this list, I think I've tried almost all of these. Uh, number five on the list was GBD, Golden Brown Delicious. They're pretty awesome. It's DuPont Circle Eatery. Yeah, I actually like that place a lot because here's a little well, little known fact. Okay. That, you know, they make their donuts fresh every day. Yeah. So sometimes I'll go in there for, like, last call drinks, you know, I'll go get a beer, sit around. By the time they call last call, there's not that many people there, and sometimes they'll just let you eat the trash donuts. Oh, my God, really? Like, Dude, and they're like, last time I was there, they brought out, like, six or seven, and me and my friends just, like, took little bites, and they were, oh, they're amazing donuts. Oh, my God. I would pay full price for those donuts any day anyways, but... You know. Oh, God, I got to try those. Uh, they're located 1323 Connecticut Avenue, if you're into that. Duck Donuts was number four. Are you playing an audio <laughs> clip, Sarah? <laughs> Are you playing audio? It's a, Oh, it's a vacuum oh, it's cleaner. Oh, a vacuum cleaner. Oh, oh okay. That's okay. fine. That's fine. Uh, duck Donuts in Arlington as well as multiple locations. Mm-hmm. Are you a Duck Donuts fan? I've actually never been a Duck Donuts. I feel like you've been I've to more them. donut places than I have. Here's my only thing about it. They only have like two flavors, chocolate or plain, and then they do the, the toppings are different. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that. Like I like the different like peanut like, butter and jelly donut. Like, they used I like to have that. that place Fractured Prune that they would like make your yeah. donuts fresh there. That place closed in Rockville, but I guess yeah. it's from like the, the ocean somewhere, Ocean Shitty or something like that. Ocean City? That's what I said. A lot of people that listen to this podcast go to Ocean City. I love Ocean City. District Donut. The Barracks Road Donut Shop is known for its artfully designed. I haven't been there. District Donut's rad. I've been there before. Oh, my God. That sounds so good. 749 8th Street Southeast. Number two on the list was DC Donuts. Never been there either. Mm -hmm. These mini donuts are made to order, served with sugar. That sounds more like a beignet. They're on North Carolina Avenue Southeast. Okay. Number one on the list, no surprise, Astro Donuts and Fried Chicken with multiple locations. Oh, yeah, I Astro's do, good. I'm a fan of Astro. I love donuts now. I never know. was a donut fan. Have you ever had a sweet potato donut before? That's like my new jam. I think I have, and they're really, really they're good. They're really good, yeah. Mm. Oh, oh, my God. Do you have the three-ingredient cheesecake recipe? Yeah. Or it's not even a cheesecake. It's a three-ingredient cake. I believe it is eggs chocolate and flour That's eggs like, chocolate and cream cheese oh eggs chocolate cream cheese well because it's not a cake it's a souffle which again was going to be my biggest issue because i was like uh, oh it's not really a well cake? because it's not it's just like they're gonna they're probably beating the egg whites to make it really soft and they're gonna bake mix it all together and then bake that and it'll rise up like a souffle and when i watched it it actually says three ingredient souffle cheesecake but because there's cream cheese people are calling it cheesecake Oh, gotcha. Now, if you want, you can do like, you it's can do amazing. like a flourless chocolate, you know, you can do like a flourless chocolate cake the same way where they put eggs, the chocolate, 
So why have six million people watched this? Because it seemed like revolutionary to me. Well, because again, Sarah, most people here don't understand what, what they're eating. I know we get in this debate a lot on this show here, <laughs> but most people do not understand what they're eating. And so then it's like, wow, did you know? Like actually, <laughs> did. yes, did you, yes, you should have known this. But instead, you're gonna go buy a box of Duncan Hines pre-made cake mix, mix an egg and some oil in there, and be like, look what I baked. Like, no, you could do this. You know, this is it's a souffle. It's a souffle cake. It's like you ever had like a flourless chocolate cake. Yeah. It's really like yeah. moist. It's not really like and it cakey. dips in the middle, and it's not cakey at all. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what this would be. Hers rises though. It's a souffle, Sarah. Egg whites will rise. <laughs> they have leavening agents. All right, whatever. I feel like you're gonna play like just a clip. If you want to watch it, if you yeah. just Google three ingredient cake, number one, it comes up. Uh, it's kind of like a yellow cake. Separate the eggs and place the egg whites in the large bowl. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Let's sit the egg whites in the fridge until you are ready to use them. <laughs> she's so proper. She is. She's Thank really you. sweet. Now preheat the oven. I can't tell the numbers. It's in Japanese. <laughs> she has notes on the oh, bottom. Oh, good. 338 Fahrenheit. Okay. Yes. Because my yeah. oven has 338 Fahrenheit on it. <laughs> Place white chocolate in a large bowl. I can't. Then melt the chocolate over hot water. Okay, see, this isn't like... Maybe it's, it's revolutionary for you. I don't know. You're just melting chocolate, melting the cream cheese. Meanwhile, whip the egg whites with an electric Making a meringue with the egg whites. Folding that into everything else. I was impressed. I wanted to challenge myself to blah, see. Blah, blah. Next. Now, I know. You're not that into it. Um, well, I wanted to get, before it's we done, do just the tip. The there. Here you go. Now it looks good. Oh, but it's like a, yeah. Looks I delicious. I this tutorial. Well, I did enjoy this tutorial. Oh, Shikiron. Thank you. <laughs> She's so sweet. Anyway, if you Google it, over 6 million people, every, the internet's been going crazy with that. I thought it looks cool, but it's a lot more time-consuming. It's than like she when I on. see those stupid Facebook posts like, hey, learn how to make cheese sticks with two steps. And it's like <laughs> some moron taking white bread, flattening it out, then putting a piece of cheese and rolling it up and putting it in a pan. I was like, okay. Sometimes your redneck do good makes you like, people think they're way too smart. I like I would have a rule, honestly, that I would have a rule that only professional chefs and like professional like food people could actually post recipes online. I shouldn't have got you started. Mm -hmm. You're gonna get me in a bitter. You're gonna get me in a bitter mood. So I also want to. I feel like we don't do enough relationship stuff on this show. And um, since I'm in a relationship for three years, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm happy to. Offer I've been advice. in a relationship for almost thirty years, Sarah. With myself. Oh, how's that going? Fantastic. Sammy is single. He's looking for love. And there's a woman. I want Don't you to know. Don't put words in my mouth, by the way. Oh, you are. You're the biggest monogamous there's ever laid your eyes on. Which is always the funny thing about life. I feel like if someone, if we go, oh, hey, let's take a poll. Who do you think is more monogamous, Sarah or Sammy? I oh. think I would win hands down, and that's so the opposite. It is the opposite, that's but that's amazing. just because I'm not a woman, Sarah, and I can't get laid whenever I want to. You <laughs> just walk out, boom, people take you out left and right. Well, not Me, exactly. I got to get turned down like 30, 40 times just to get one maybe. That gets exhausting. Hey, Andrea Wellesley has wrote an article. It's called Dear Guys Who Go Ghost, Screw You. Mm -hmm. Do you think that she sounds like she's complaining and whining, or do you think that she has a good point? I purposely did not read this article because I wanted you to surprise me with it because I feel like I am every single thing she's complaining about. Okay. She says ghosting truly sucks, and yet it's become all too common in the yes, dating world. Yes, it's my favorite. Guys who do it are too cowardly to be upfront and honest about their feelings or lack thereof here's what i want you to know this is what she goes on to write okay mm -hmm. one 
We deserve some respect. Respect is a human right and one that you is clearly undervalued. Uh, we would have given you the same if you'd just given us the truth behind your silent adios. So okay, she, Kyra, Kyra, Yeah. do I have a rebuttal for this? Sure. I mean, she's got five tips. She's got more than five tips, but I'll well, give you the Well, here's my five. issue is I think because for every person like me that goes ghost, I only go ghost because I know the person is going to make me go through this whole emotional roller coaster when all I want to be like, yo, we went out on a few dates, three weeks. I don't really like you that much. Da, 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 da. But they want to know why, what went wrong, how it went wrong, what could I have done different? How about the next? I was like, no, I just, sometimes I just don't. And that's why I go ghost because I've dealt with these with the exact opposite, which sounds like this lady right here, in which they want to know every little detail on why I think it went wrong. Well, what about this date? I thought when we had sex, that was great. Of course it was great. We were having sex. It was afterwards. And I was like, ah. Well, she says that's another tip on her list. She says leaving without answers only creates more questions. When you leave without saying a word and without giving us a reason, all we have is more questions. We question ourselves. We question who you really were. And we question our futures. Should women be doing that when a guy goes? Ghost. No, you should not be questioning yourself because I agree. I don't think it's at me. that point. You know what? If it wasn't for the fact that in movies they don't let you say it's me, it's not you anymore. Like ninety nine percent of the time, when I'm breaking up with a girl, she's fine. Like I have no qualms about her. I wish her all the best luck. It's just me. You're at just that not point, in that place. Just not in that place right now, and I really don't want to deal with the stress. But the fact is, I can't go and be like, oh, it's me, it's not you, because that sounds like some shitty cop out. So instead. I just go ghost. Well, I, I, okay, I'm actually with you on that. Like, I feel like whenever, it took me a long time to learn this, but when people went ghost on me, I was just like, all right, cool, it's their issue. Yeah. I'm okay with it now. I wasn't at the time when it happened. Well, I don't, like, people go ghost on me all the time where I will literally talk to a girl and she's like, oh my God, what's up? Yeah, we got to hang out, go on this trip. And then all of a sudden she comes back and like, Never a single text message, nothing. People, I get what this woman's writing. Why do people do that shit? Why aren't you just honest? Because at that point, sometimes it's just easier not to. And like, it's 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 uncomfortable, especially in a city like D.C. I never know when I'm going to cross paths with you again, whether it's professionally, socially, or whatever. And I do not want to sit there and have to be that one to be like, uh, just so you know, I don't think that we're working out. You do this, this, and this. And I feel like I can't appreciate this, this, and this about you. So we should be, you know, done. Because here's the issue. Two weeks later, all of a sudden, I'm going to see her out at a bar. Or, like, two years later, we're going to be out at some business thing. And she's going to work for some other company. And I'm going to have to deal with her. So this way, it always kind of keeps that door open. So that way, like, they don't hate you. Like, that's why I go ghost. I'd oh, rather go ghost. according to her. Because, it, but then only psychos are going to hate me. Everyone she else says, is going to be like, oh, that's fine. Number five on her list. The, the blog is called Dear Guys Who Go Ghost. Screw you. Number five is ghosting doesn't leave the door open. For those of you who think ghosting us means you can leave us on the back burner and then oh no, no i'm not saying I, trust me i never want to have intercourse with that person i just go ghost and i keep them on the back burner in the way that i don't want to be out in public and have them be really weird with me you know what i mean uh she also says that you it doesn't have to be complicated breaking up and parting ways is uncomfortable we get it sometimes there will be tears but mostly we just want an ending that's honest and mature we don't want to hate you so don't you feel like it can just be as easy as, hey, this isn't working out? No, because it, they'll never make it that easy. No offense, but I've been there, tried to be like, sit them down and be like, you know what? It's just not working out. And the next thing I know, they're texting me incessantly, wanting to talk. They're stopping by my place drunk, wanting to talk. And just, no, 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 no. 
I should have just gone ghost. I mean, I have to say now, I think I would just give people the respect. I think it's an age thing. It's stress-free, Sarah. Going ghost is the best thing no, to happen. No, it's so shitty. It really is. Your actions cause a ripple effect. I'm not sure if you've heard, but modern dating really sucks, and ghosting only adds to the shit pile of a mess we've all made. If you could all learn to be a little more decent, it would go a long way. I've started using ghosts in a lot of aspects of my life. Like, when I'm out with my friends, <laughs> and like we're having a good time, but I'm kind of like, oh, I just really want to go. I don't want to have to answer a million questions while I'm going home early. Boom. I just go ghost. Like, I will literally sit there, slightly pay my tab, and walk out. The last job I had, okay, I went ghost. <laughs> I straight up told one. I, to, I straight No, no, no. I'm telling you, like, when I worked at the bakery, oh. I straight up told the one person that I was quitting, and I never told a single other person. I just kind of left. I didn't want to answer questions to people. Well, and going ghost works. different. But when you're intimate with someone, there are expectations. Oh, my God. I was in you one time. All right. That was it. Like, let me go ghost. Oh my god, I don't know. I feel like I've been gone ghost on. And now I don't take it personally. I like it. I prefer you actually go ghost on me. That's terrible. Because that way in my mind, I still feel like I'm the greatest. I do think it's cowardly. Just send me a text. Hey, I can't see you tonight. No. It's a stupid ghost thing. Uh, Do you have just the tip to wrap up the show today? Oh, I do. Just that tip. I was thinking it's a good thing we didn't bring it up yesterday because yesterday so much of the tip had to do with what's inside you, you know, especially as a person and stuff like that. Your feelings and everything. Your feelings and everything. And I just feel like a tip about why women should masturbate more was probably not the best one to to actually have, you know, as we segged out of all that. Oh, my God. Ten okay. things that you never... Sarah, I've been doing a lot of research. Ten things that you never knew about masturbation that'll shock you and why the women should just, you know, they should pull that trigger more often, if you know what I mean. <laughs> all right? Okay. All right. First great. Off, We're ready. did you know it's been around forever? The first actual document... The first documented cases early 16th, 17th century, man. That was like, I mean, I'm sorry, that was when they started saying it was sinful, but it's been going on since 800 BC, well, they sure, say. I can understand. That's the like ancient Egyptians used to literally sit there, go sow the fields right on the edge of the Nile, and then guess what they would do? Go sow their own fields afterwards. <laughs> oh my God, okay. Mm-hmm. It's more common than you think. I feel like a lot of times people assume like, oh, there's not that many people doing that. No, no, no. By the age of 18, 59% of women have at least tried it once there you go right okay. so you should always be like you're not alone i get it you know great that i don't know any of our listeners that would have never tried it but i'm assuming if you're one of our <laughs> listeners you're definitely a pro at this point <laughs> so that's assuming our listeners are pros okay and you probably already know this one too because it works on the male side also but it's popular at every age well yes uh, I, what percentage worse, i do know what percentage okay what percentage of women over the age of 70 do you think still oh god i don't want to know i'd say 75 percent that it's was like, close 64 percent sarah so gross 64 oh, percent of women oh. over the age of 70 granted they don't have any new technology that your uncles have but you know it's oh, so gross they're still there oh Okay. It lasts a long time, okay? There is nothing else that they're saying in the human body, a feeling like that, like even euphoria, right, where you feel happy, that joy is only going to last in your body one or two seconds. An actual orgasm will last 20 seconds in some females, Sarah. There is nothing else. Like, even anger doesn't last that long. You know, you have a feeling of anger. I think it does. No, 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 no. That's it's dwell because you're dwelling on it. I'm saying the actual initial emotion of anger only lasts more than like one or two seconds. Okay. Orgasm, 20 seconds. Ten times the amount. I can keep going if you want me to. What's your last uh, tip here? Okay, here, fine. You want to do this one right here? Sure. It has been proven by scientists to actually stimulate creativity in women. Okay, I believe that. Mm-hmm. Sure. But you right. didn't think about that. That's why when all of a sudden you're getting done, 
all of a sudden you have these great ideas because it relieves the stress inside you and actually helps to inhibit creativity. Oh, God. Okay, I'll make sure you post the entire list, okay. but I got four more for you. <laughs> all right, great. Well, that's something for people to look forward to. Yeah, they can look forward to um, it. Hit us with our Teddy Beats and Dirk's... No, uh, don't tell me, don't tell me. I'm not um, going to tell you. I'm going to make you ruin his name. So stop it. It's um, Dutch Diggler. Are you Dutch sure? Dutch Diggler. Are you sure? Dutch Diggler. Are you sure? Dutch Diggler. <laughs> it's Dutch Diggler. Dutch, Dutch Diggler. Diggler. Yes. Woo! It's a Rock the Casbard song. It will soon be available on iTunes. All right, you guys, we love you. Share the podcast, please. Please share it with someone you know. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Ciao. Ciao, Bella.